Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 158 of the IA Cast. All right, with me today, I have Jeff Bishop. Hello, everyone. Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. And Taylor Arndt. Hello, everyone. All right. I also want to welcome everybody that's joining us on YouTube. It's going to be an awesome stream today, so welcome, everybody. Uh, we have a surprise topic that the panel does not know about, and everybody has been trying to get me to say for the last week, and I've done really good. Hey, I've not, not been too bad about trying to get you to say what the topic is. Right. Neither have I. I've been really trying to get it out of you. So At least not seriously, anyway. So... But no, it's it's going to be fun. Uh, so we'll get to that after our news segment. And uh, boy, do we have the news. <laughs> what a segment it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we'll, we may have entire podcasts related to some of the things that uh, were announced in the news this time. Some company launched some stuff. The end. Yeah. Um, there was <laughs> uh, some very colorful uh, announcements on Tuesday. And... Uh, we streamed it all on uh, Zoom uh, with a bunch of folks. It was a lot of fun, so um, I I, w I had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, the audio description was not the best this time, though, on the no. event. No, well, I don't know that they had a lot of time because there was yeah, there was a lot of visuals. a lot of talking and stuff. And what we're talking about is the Apple event, if people yes. haven't guessed, um, specifically the spring loaded event. Yeah, and you know, everybody told me. And I want to put this out here. Everybody told me we would not see IMAX this time. Everybody oh, that's right. I was wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, you were wrong, Jason. Everybody right. said no IMAX. It would just be iPads and AirTags. I got my IMAX. I win. <laughs> yeah, Michael versus although, everybody, you win. Michael. Although, I do also lose because I did not think we'd see iPads. So, it was a draw. Yeah, that's true. We were both right. But... It was definitely, they, they definitely had a lot of announcements. So there's, you know, iMacs and iPads and new podcast subscription services were announced. So really, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot of stuff on the surface, but when you start <coughs> delving deeper into the details of what they announced, it really is a lot, a lot of cool stuff. So, you know, we got iPads, we've got Macs, we've got uh, AirTags, and we got uh, the podcast stuff. And I'm curious... Uh, Jeff, what was your favorite things that we heard from at the event? Oh, Air and tags. Apple TVs. And Apple TVs. AirTags, Jeff? We bought 12 of them. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what are y'all going to use them all for? We're going to start replacing all of our tiles with AirTags. So we've got... We've probably got 30 tiles on things in the house. I mean, we've put them on everything. Wallets and keys and remotes and... I don't know. You probably name it, we probably have it on something. That's a lot of air tags. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, you now that's interesting because you can only have 16 air tags per Apple ID. Really? So does that's that mean that if you have a family subscription, that if there are three people in your family, you can have 48 air tags? I would imagine. Yeah. I don't know for sure. That's I don't, weird. I wonder why yeah. they would limit it like that, unless it's. I don't know. Server capacity management or something for the Find My Network. That's the only thing I could think of. I mean, I don't... I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be buying AirTags right now because I don't have a need to be constantly tracking stuff, but 
I think if I were, I would get AirTags because the Tile Lab still has some issues, right? Or have they fixed them? Voiceover issues. It mm. still has some issues. It has some issues. Yeah, it's it's not the most uh, friendly voiceover app. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's you know when I used it, it was definitely usable, but it really had I think like the tabs were unlabeled and and stuff like that. But I mean, I I like that voiceover will uh, report the directions sort of to you versus where the air, air tag is. Like it'll tell you that it's ahead of you and to the left or the right or something, right? When you're when you're tracking mm-hmm. your item. And visually it shows an arrow, so that's really cool. Yeah, so I feel like that would be really useful. Um, if I do ever need to start tracking stuff, I think the air tags will be what I decide to go with. Yeah, I'm I'm going to buy a few. Uh, I've only had two tiles. I've only ever carried two tiles, and that's one in my backpack, one on my luggage. And part of me is conflicted. Tile, uh, you know, I... I worked with Tile uh, when they came out. I was one of their early test flight beta testers. And they actually have taken some of my feedback. And, uh, you know, Tile's been around and has helped me out. And I've known friends that have been helped by Tile. And so part of me is like, man, I just, I don't want to leave Tile. And I don't want to stop doing business with Tile because they've done some great work. And their staff has been just amazing. But at the same time, AirTags are doing some amazing stuff, too. So I've, I'm personally kind of conflicted because both of them have been very good products. I'd be also interested to know if you could change the, uh, the sound that the AirTags make. I've heard it only make the chirping sound. And so uh, That's interesting. that the, Air, the AirPods make. So I'm curious if they can make other sounds. Uh, I also, you know... Tile and all the others are going to be able to join the Find My Network. But I also find it a little ridiculous that Apple is putting requirements on manufacturers to join the Find My Network because these folks have been doing it longer than Apple. They should be utilizing the resources that are there to make the requirements instead of Apple making their own. Uh, And this is kind of the always the issue I have with Apple. It's everything is... Uh, so internalized at Apple that if it's if it's outside of Apple, it's kind of second rate compared to what uh, research and things they do internally. And I kind of feel like they need to shift that perspective uh, because uh, it's not working for them, especially software wise. There, there's bugs, accessibility bugs that um, have been reported on for years, uh, like some Zoom bugs that I've reported for a very long time. I just had my iPad Zoom bug uh, that came out in early iOS 13 that is still there in the late versions of iOS 14. So I just, and then the macOS Zoom bug that was created in Big Sur, I feel like Apple, you know, I've reported that and Apple has not uh, done anything to fix that at all. So I just feel like if it, I kind of feel like we have these feedback processes, but they're not utilized. I understand, you know, they have to get to the bugs they can get to, but uh, obviously there's, there is room for the improvement on the software side of things. They make amazing hardware, like the new iPad Pro that was announced. And I'm super excited about this iPad Pro because it has an M1 chip and between 8 and 16 gigs of RAM, depending on your storage size. And two terabytes of hard drive space on an iPad. Of course, you're going to pay like $2,300 or $2,400 for it. But uh, it's pretty incredible that we can put that in an iPad. 
Yeah, I thought that was amazing. I think the only thing that really has me kind of like, eh, for people, because I don't have an iPad anymore, is I guess the iPad is just thick enough that the current Magic Keyboards don't work quite as well with it. I guess it doesn't close properly or something, from what oh, I'm reading. Oh, do the new key Magic Keyboards not work well with it? Well, the current Magic Keyboards don't work well oh, with it. yeah, that's what I mean. From the 12.9-inch iPad Pros. Oh. it's Apparently, it's just thick enough that they don't, like, close properly or something, from what I'm reading. Wow. But yeah. how, do, how do they know this? Because the iPad hasn't come out yet. That's what I'm curious about. I don't remember how this was found out. <laughs> I, maybe they were doing it based on measurements. I, I don't. I don't remember because we are we we do know that the iPad is what half a millimeter thicker, I think. Right? Oh, is than it? The, yeah, it's a little bit thicker than the uh, oh, last wow. generation iPad Pro. Wow. So. That's interesting. Yeah, what I found really cool was the stage light, or not stage light. What do they call that? Front stage, center stage, front stage, yes. something like that. Uh, feature or it keeps in you the in frame that is yeah. so awesome. That I feel like is going to be a lot of help to those of us who have low or no vision um, trying to help make sure that we're better in the center of the frame on things like video calls and stuff. I think that's going to be really nice. Well, and it looks like they've moved the camera to be on the side guys. Like on, if it's in landscape, it'll be on the long side uh, or yeah, the, the, if it's in landscape, it'll be on the top. If it's in portrait, it will be on the right side. So I, Oh, yeah. interesting. That makes mm -hmm. sense though. Yep. Because if you're sitting down using a camera on an iPad, you're usually not using it in portrait mode. Right. So. I mean, mine was in landscape mode most of the time because of my keyboard. So, mm -hmm. and I wanted that wider stereo separation of the speakers. Mm -hmm. Well, and it also doesn't make sense to have it uh, on the top for portrait because if you do have it in a keyboard case or any kind of stand, uh, you're going to have it in landscape most likely. So. Right. And then on the other iPad Pros, when it was on the top in portrait mode, if you had it in landscape, it would just shift everything, like you would be off-center. So it really didn't look right. But the iPad has the M1 chip, and you know I, I still wonder what that's going to mean for Pro apps. And I think we're going to see something we've never seen before as far as um, what this iPad can do. We've already seen something we've never seen before, an iPad with 16 gigs of RAM. Right, right. <laughs> and two terabytes of hard drive. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I know what you mean, though. I think that's really going to, we, we very well may see apps like Logic and, and, and Xcode and um, Final Cut. I, I, yeah, Final. I was like, what is that video thing called? I think they could happen here pretty soon, but we'll see. We will have to see what comes out for WWDC uh, 2021. Yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised in some aspects, though, because I, 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 I kind of thought the iPad would have a bit of a better battery life than what it does. I mean... 10 hours of web browsing on Wi-Fi is, you know, definitely great. I just was expecting it to be, I don't know, more like 15 or something with the M1, but they still have the rating the same. It's because of that brightness level of uh, 1,000 nits. Well, yeah, I suppose it's true. That can peak up to, uh, and this is on the 12.9 inch, I could peak up to 1,600, which is amazing. It's going to be one of the brightest screens, and it's a very high-quality screen, so I can't wait to see it. The new iMacs look amazing. They're in a bunch of different colors this year. And I something I didn't realize, uh, most of the machines have four ports, but the cheapest model only has two. I didn't know that. Yeah, I read about that a couple days ago. I was like, oh, man. 
But I uh, honestly, if you're going to buy an iMac, don't buy that cheaper machine. Don't do it. It doesn't have Ethernet. It won't have 16 gigs of RAM. I, it might be able to be configured with that. Um, we don't know yet. We can't configure. We can't do configurations yet. But the higher quality machines have two regular USB-C ports and two Thunderbolt ports. Uh, the speakers are at the bottom, just like the other Macs. And they have a big, uh, like the chin. But the bezel is white this time instead of black. So that's a, di- a different change. But otherwise, they look like iPads. Yeah, I was reading yesterday there's a company <coughs> who's already been making skins for the iMac. So you can get a full body skin. I don't remember what the company's called, but you can get a full body skin. You can get a uh, a bezel skin for the iMac, and it will make the bezels with be- the, the, the skin will be a, a, a matte black, I mm. think it was. For people who want that color option, since it was one of the colors Apple didn't actually uh, introduce for the iMac. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these things are priced similarly to other iMacs, but uh, these will not They're be the... cheaper. Slightly. And they only have one processor option, except for the cheapest one that has the 7 GPU cores, just like the MacBook Air. But they all are running macOS Big Sur and everything else. There's also new keyboards with Touch ID... And they have multicolored, you know, keyboards and, and mice and trackpads. So uh, a lot more options there. And they have the, it sounds like they took the speaker system of the 16-inch MacBook Pro and adapted it for the desktop form factor. Similar. I think that, I think it might even sound better. Oh, I'm sure it'll sound better. But I mean, the, the, the technology with the two yeah. force-canceling woofers and the, that six-speaker setup, they brought it over. Mm-hmm. So it'll be great. Yep, studio quality. the 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 studio mic array is on the iMax now, um, 1080p camera, which yep. I think the Intel ones had before, but with the ISP, the M1. Actually, I think this might. I don't know. I don't know if this is better or not. They said it's twice the resolution, so I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the the iMac the the Intel iMac right before the M1s actually was upgraded to a 1080p camera. I mm. think. I'm not sure, but uh, less ports, but more capabilities. Yeah. And then we had the new Apple TV 4K with a new Siri remote. The touch, uh, the touch panel is gone. The, the little touch area is gone. There's a click wheel now, and the Siri button's on the side, and there's a uh, kind of a D-pad with six directions for arrows, a power button uh, for your TV, and uh, a few other things, but it looks more like the old Siri remote, or no, not Siri, the old Apple TV remote with uh, buttons similar to the new one. So it's more aluminum, uh, kind of looks like the the uh, the old school Apple TV remote. And it apparently is backwards compatible with the Apple TV HD. Mm-hmm. You can purchase it for $59, I believe it is. Um, apparently, unlike the Siri remote that I have for my Apple TV, it does not actually have the accelerometer and stuff that the, uh, the older, uh, really Siri remotes have. Yeah. Apparently that's a thing. Well, that's actually an interesting bit of information. It means that you're not expected to be able to play games with this remote. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, if they've launched the support for the Xbox controllers and stuff, I'm not that well, surprised. you know, they say that, but they've had support for the Xbox One and PS4 controllers for a long time. Have they? I thought this was new. No, they've had support to be able to use those controllers. 
at least on the Macs. Maybe not only on the Apple TV, but they have on the Mac and the iPad. Now, maybe they support the wireless version of these controllers uh, compared to using them with a cable. But uh, you could definitely play games with those controllers before. Mm. Well, we know it has 32 gigs or 64 gigs of storage. I don't remember the prices for those. It's running on the A12 uh, Bionic. Mm-hmm. So it definitely seems like it's going to be a, a nice upgrade for people, um, especially people who are looking for the newer Apple TVs and uh, who have the HD models of them. So I mean, we got a lot of cool Apple stuff. And I think we could have some entire podcast discussions on some of the things that were announced, and we will. But my favorite two things were iPads and, and oh, 5G. 5G on the iPad Oh, Pros. yeah, and the iPad, yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, but I think, you know, we'll have some entire discussions on these uh, devices, so stay tuned for that. Uh, that white Magic Keyboard, though, does look pretty sweet for the iPad Pro, I will say. I kind of want it. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and skip our ad for today, and we're going to go right to our mysterious topic that uh, people haven't known about. And I wanted Jeff to be here just because of uh, of, of one reason. Um my first question, Jeff, how many apps do you have on your iPhone right now? I have about 900 on my phone, Michael. Oh, you got more. Oh, wow. More apps. More apps than I thought. So, yes, this episode, we, we had to have Jeff here for this. All right. So, and just to let y'all know that I have not uh, done this myself, so I'm going on the fly here as well. But the challenge is... Jeff, you have to remove 890 apps. You are limited to 10 apps on your phone. All of us are limited to only 10 apps on our phones. What? Does this include Apple apps or does this only include... Yes. Oh. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, I might just want to leave this That's not fair right exactly now. because that, you, you, there's more than 10 Apple apps. Why don't we say 10 apps? That yeah, that's you, what we're saying. You yeah. add. Okay. Well, we'll do because I was. Because I, I mean, was, that's not fair. There's like there's like 20 something Apple apps. I know, but I'm saying if you could only have 10 apps, even Apple ones, on your phone, what would they be? <laughs> okay. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Fine. Go ahead. So I think my 10 apps would be Discord, Seeing AI, the iAccessibility app. Bard, uh, the Apple News app, let's see, that's five, right? Apple Music, YouTube, Podcasts, Messages, and Safari, I guess, would be my 10 apps. Interesting. So, um, let, me, let me ask you this. Why would you not uh, have the phone app? Because I figure I can cheat and make phone calls through Siri, and it'll just do it for me. Without having to use the phone app. <laughs> mm. Actually, I wonder if you did delete the phone app. If uh, um, I don't think you can delete the phone well, app. Well, you can't, but technically if you could, would the phone services still be available on your phone? I think they might be. So, yeah, you might be able to get away with that. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> All right. Taylor. All right, I'll go next. Okay, Jeff, go next. Okay, someone keep count of these because I'm not necessarily <laughs> counting because I'm going through my. <laughs> All right, so tell I'll, me I'll, when I'll, I get to I'll, ten. I'll be that voice that's like the like the the 
the the number how many one does it take to get to the to the, yes, to the, the number one. one one yes exactly okay <laughs> so i i think because of all of the meetings and everything that i do it's a lot of these are going to get eaten up by you know those types of apps <laughs> sadly so so teams is probably number one zoom is probably number two twitter twitterific was would be number three libre link would be number four for health reasons overcast would be number five messages would probably be number six just because if uh, i couldn't get a hold of family or family couldn't get a hold of me i think i would be dead and then it wouldn't matter how many apps i had on my phone <laughs> um let's see clubhouse would probably be number seven although that probably would potentially fall away eventually but that that one would be uh interesting the the app store app would probably be number eight oh, because uh, i would have to be able to get updates of these apps oh, yeah. and that would be really critically <gasps> important uh for me number nine would be one password because all my passwords are in there and if i couldn't get access to accounts then some of these things would be for not and you know <laughs> uh it wouldn't matter how many apps i had on my phone and number 10 would be the outlook app because mail, again, one of these things that are, you know, very important thing to have both for personal and professional reasons. So those are my 10. Man, this is hard because now I'm like, dang, I would actually need notes. I would need mail. I would need, <laughs> oh man, wow. So what, what we'll do is we'll go around. Um, and so Taylor and then me will go through our, our 10. And then I'll give you one opportunity to change your list. You know what? The 10 apps on my iPhone, and then I'm cheating and using the other ones on my Pixel. Boom. No. Doesn't <laughs> count. Does not, not count. Not I wouldn't change mine, though. I, really, I don't think I would. Okay. Interesting. All right, Taylor, you're up. Okay. I figured it was my turn. So, let's see. First, we're going to have apps like google voice because i need that to run my business um we're gonna have zoom for my meetings that i have a ton of we're gonna have teams for more of my meetings so that's three we're gonna have outlook because i need my mail i need messages because again if i don't have messages my family would probably and of course because my family crisis right now uh that's four y'all five chart? yeah that's... five wait five or four no that was four four okay Okay, App Store, that's five, because obviously I need my updates, like where all we're saying. Dashlane, because I need access to all my accounts and my passwords, because if I don't have those, then how am I going to get into anything? Uh, let's see here. Dashlane, then we're going to have Clubhouse, because it seems like my life runs on Clubhouse these days. <laughs> we're going to have um, Twitter, because I need to be able to communicate with people and see it blow up after I get mentioned and a whole bunch of things. Uh my eight, I can't, I'm not, I'm not counting. You're on eight. Eight? Unless I'm not counting correctly, you're on eight. We'll go with eight. Uh, we're going to have phone so I can make phone calls. One more. Uh, one more. Oh, gosh. Let's see. Um, and we're going to have QuickBooks so I can do my accounting. All right. That was hard. Right. <sighs> Please don't oh, that tell would me suck we're going to delete all our apps was... and just do this for a week or something because I will. <laughs> that would suck if voiceover. I will go into an Oblivion. 
Although technically, if you think about it, Siri, voiceover, and all of those things are actually apps, but we just don't, we don't count those. Right. right. We can't. They're built into the, well, yeah. They're system level yeah. services. <laughs> all right. My 10. Phone, number one. Messages, number two. Safari, number three. Mail is number four. You oh. almost had my dock in four apps. Those are my essential uh, phone app, like for communications and all that. I'll go with Zoom as number five. I will go with Notes as number six. I will go with Chase. Chase Bank as number seven. Because getting to your banking is very important. I will go with uh, Discord. I believe that's number eight. Yep. And I will go with... um, did I say Zoom? You said Zoom. Said Zoom. Okay, good. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's difficult, um, right? What are see? It's more difficult for me than y'all because you, and I've had a week to think about this. Yeah, so you don't have any excuses, my friend. I know, <laughs> but I purposefully didn't think about it so that it would be just as much of a challenge for me on the show. What are two other apps that I? Twitter would be one for social media. So that's nine. And I'll go with Instacart for getting my groceries. Number 10. I just have one comment. Nobody mentioned a browser. I said Safari. I did. Oh, you did mention Safari. Yeah, both okay. Michael and I mentioned Safari. Oh, you mentioned Safari too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, that's interesting. I, um, I still think that the Apple app shouldn't count. Like I, I think that the apps that, because there's, I mean, can you even delete Safari? Yes, I believe you can. Oh, I I'm think gonna the, try it. There's, uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> there's, there's a very few apps you can delete uh, now. You could delete mail. Yeah, you can delete mail. You can delete stocks. <laughs> you can delete. I think you can delete health. Mm-hmm. Um, you can delete health. You can delete watch. Yeah, you can delete watch. You can you delete can... home. Oh yep. yeah, you can delete home. Oh crap! I forgot about home. <laughs> no, you cannot remove Safari. Okay. Really? I thought well, you I could. Well, I don't have that problem because I don't have any HomeKit devices. So you can. Well, I have a HomePod screen, but you cannot oh. remove it from the phone. Oh. Well, then technically we all have a browser then. But, you know, the interesting thing is if you look at Android, though, you could delete all apps. You, you, and, and every Android, Android phone does not have the same apps. So uh, that's why I say even on iPhone, for this uh, choice, we, we wanted, I wanted y'all to come up with stuff without the Apple apps. Uh, and, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, uh, you could delete voice memos. You could delete, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, measure pretty much every app that's there and it's it's interesting to to think about priorities right i was surprised i was the only one that thought about the banking app like i know i was like oh i thought about it like before you would mention it i was like oh dang i've got to like delete something to replace it with with my banking (laughs) app. you cannot delete health either really i thought you interesting nope Huh. Nope. I just don't ever want to think about this again because it's just too hard. We have too many. Right. <laughs> I think what I think what would have been more interesting would have been what apps would you put on your home screen on the first page of your home screen, and you could only have those apps. 
you know, there's a few more. And actually, you know, the the problem there is though, there's different sizes of home screens. Oh, for different devices. Okay, so it's let's true. say that you get that extra four uh, line of four. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Is there? I think there's some like the iPod. You know, is uh, I think there's four less than even the iPhone on the iPod. It, it's actually interesting the sizes of home screens. Plus, mm. plus you could change the size of your home screen uh, in settings with the uh, that zoom the uh, normal or zoomed. Uh, right now, it's another row. Thing. It's what it does. That's all it does. Another row based on your phone screen size. Yes. So, like, if you have like a if you had like a a smaller phone, yeah. But it's interesting, you know. Some have twelve, some have sixteen, some have. It, it's interesting, you know, the sizes. But you know the. And, and it's interesting because there are some people that do not use the built-in apps. Like some people don't even use the phone app. Uh, some people use Telegram as their primary messaging uh, service. Or even WhatsApp. Yeah, Telegram, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. Facebook sure Messenger. If you've got your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you have your iPhone disconnected or whatever, or it's your secondary device... You know, some people may use the apps from their carriers in order to make and receive calls, like T-Mobile's Digits app, for instance. Mm-hmm. So this is—it's definitely an interesting exercise, and I'm going to say right now, I am not limiting myself to my ten apps. I'm not doing it. Me <laughs> I will refuse to do it. I'm just I saying. will talk about this all day, but I'm not limiting. Oh no, I—I I, I never. But you know, if you think about it, though, um, if you think about where where iPhone came from, there was probably about ten apps. You know, back in 2007, we had. You know, the four in the dock. Well, we probably had a bit, a few more than that. But we didn't have apps. We didn't have the app store. We didn't have anything to download. And imagine this, your web browser, whatever one you picked in your 10 apps, if you picked one, uh, you'd have to do everything on the web. And, you know, there's this big argument, should we use progressive web apps or native apps? And I, I always go for native apps every time. But it's interesting, you know, looking at... Uh, what people are using compared to what they could be using. I mean, like some people use Google Assistant on their iPhone instead of Siri or, uh, you know, because you could do that with a shortcut, which is... Right, or a back tap gesture or mm-hmm. something. So it's it's interesting, you know, looking at... We use our iPhones in a very cookie-cutter manner, I think, as, as the four of us. But there are some people that... Uh, really take it to that next level and they say, uh, I'm going to use shortcuts to really extend this. I saw an article where you could use shortcuts to um, listen to different Sirius XM channels, which is really neat. Uh, even though they don't have that built into the app to do that, you could still add that. And so the the things that are there to extend your use of your device is interesting, but it's also interesting to see if you didn't have all these features, you didn't have even, you know, you can only pick between what's out there and what's not. That's what's kept possible. I want to thank our friend uh, Doug Langley for, for suggesting this topic because I thought it would be a very interesting thing for folks to have to, uh, including myself, to have to come up with. And uh, we, we had somebody on Discord they were going through. Well, I would pick this app. No, but I could replace that with this, and and it was. It's very interesting. Yeah, it really definitely makes you think. And those of you who, you know, uh, are on are on the show right now would re- will probably remember because I I griped about it 
back in the um in the iOS 14 betas when widgets started first becoming a thing you know I had my pages of widgets set up that I wanted to do and I I had ideas on what widgets I wanted and I um I decided I was going to set this up after having my home screen organized into folders and stuff and it deleted all of most of my folders and moved my apps all over the place oh. so what I ended up deciding to try to do which lasted for about a day was I would, because I have a page of widgets, which has the series suggestions widget on it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just let all of my apps live in the library and just see how accurate series suggested widgets, uh, series app suggestions are based on how I use my phone. And I'll see if, if, if it, if it's good, aside from the apps on my dock, um, at predicting what I want when I want it. I just, I just didn't feel comfortable not having access without having to use Siri to do it to the rest of the apps that I wanted. So it's definitely a very interesting, um, you, you don't tend to stop and think about how many apps you're using on your phones or, or other devices until you do things like this. Well, I think this has been an interesting, you know, podcast. We've, we've had a lot of, you know, good conversations and we've gone over a lot of, you know, we, it, it this topic I think really makes people think, and so you know, tweet us and let us know what ten apps you would have on your iPhone if you couldn't uh, have any Apple apps or anything other than that uh, iAccessibility one on Twitter. So let us know and uh, just use the hashtag IACast, and we will be watching for those. And don't worry, we can't be offended if one of your apps isn't iAccessibility, considering Michael didn't pick it on his app list. Nope, I could go to the website for that. Or you could get it off of Xcode. I could. Uh, look at you building in uh, uh, Developer stealer. stealer. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, he was just saying, like, you know, I could. that's a loophole for me to be able to add an app. Yeah, but, yeah see? Um, but all right. Uh, so we're, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today. So, Taylor, where can people find you online? You can find me online in so many places. Let's see. You can find me on Twitter, Taylor underscore Arndt 22, on Clubhouse. Uh, you can find me on my website, both my Taylor's Tech Talks website for my podcast and YouTube channel, and my Taylor's Accessibility Services website for my company, so taylorarndt.com for that. You can also find me on YouTube, again, at Taylor's Tech Talks. Uh, feel free to subscribe and do that there. You can find me producing content for iAccessibility. So email me at taylor at iAccessibility.net. And you can also find me just all over the web. So I'm all over. And yeah, those are places where you can find me online. Excellent. Jeff, where can people find you online? Holy cow, that was like a treasure hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, people can find me on Twitter at Jeff Bishop. You can email me at jeff.bishop at iAccessibility.net. Or you can find me on Clubhouse at Jeff Biz. J-E-F-F-B-I-S is my uh, alias on Clubhouse. Or you can just search for Jeff Bishop. I can be found there. Thanks, everybody. Mm -hmm. Jason, where can people find you online? People can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can also find me on Clubhouse from time to time. If you do, feel free to say hi. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JDE, that is Juliet Delta 
Echo 91. All right. You can find me, Michael Doeys, producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. I'm Mike Doeys on Twitter and pretty much everything else, Clubhouse included. You can find me on Facebook, search for Michael Doeys, and uh, you could also find me on my website, michaeldoeys.com, and I have a YouTube channel that needs updated, but uh, I'm there as Michael Doeys, and so I'm all over the web. Just search for me, and uh, you know you could find iAccessibility around as well. If you are watching us from YouTube, um, and I hope that there's plenty of you guys that are, I want to thank you for being here, being in the chat. Uh, please subscribe, like you know the video, and hope you come back for next time. If you turn on notifications, you'll be notified when we go live, and that way you can see when we do our live content. So I want to thank everybody for being here. It's been a great podcast, and I'm glad that everybody that's been on the panel has been good sports about our topic because it was a surprise for a week. So I'm um, glad that we had some fun talking about the apps that would be you know, the most useful for us. So we'll be back in another two weeks with a new episode of the IACast. But until then, thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iAccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iAccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.